red meat maybe not so bad after all. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about red meat and processed meat, and maybe you can eat it on Access Health Radio. Oh, you're singing my song, Dr. Forrest. Thanks so much. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining me today, uh, along with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Dr. Forrest, we hear stuff all the time about how we should only eat lean fish and chicken, how we should avoid red meat altogether, processed meat, avoid all that if we want to stay healthy. But I understand today you're going to be sharing maybe some information that's going to shake that up a little bit. Well, you know, before we throw out the baby with the bathwater, I think one of the things that's uh, important that we keep in mind is that anytime there is new research that comes out, we always need to take a step back and look at the whole story. You know, consider the experiences we've had in the past and what we've learned in the past and not make sudden changes to our behavior unless the overall information is compelling. However, there has recently been an extensive research project done, in fact, the most extensive to date, uh, that looked at the effect of red meat, processed meat on health, uh, cardiovascular disease, uh, death rate, and cancer risk. And essentially, it concluded that after reviewing 61 articles from 55 different groups of people around the world, representing over 4 million patients, that there simply was not enough evidence to recommend to individuals to eat less red meat based on health effects uh, for them. So it was uh, this was sort of a, a new and awakening thing. Uh, well, it really is because that sort of flies in the face of everything it seems like we've ever heard in the last 10 years or more about red meat. Well, and it uh, this this article certainly drew a lot of criticism, and even though it was published in a uh, reputable, uh, sort of prestigious medical journal called the Annals of Internal Medicine, many really wanted to prevent the publication and have said that publishing it would be irresponsible. Uh, some of the organizations that had some criticism of, of this uh, publication were the American Heart Association, the American Cancer Society. And, you know, another criticism uh, of the report was that, you know, even if beef was healthy to eat, uh, that some people have said we shouldn't recommend it because they say raising cattle is bad for the environment and greenhouse gases, et cetera. So whether you believe that or not, uh, that doesn't have to do with whether or not a person deciding that they eat red meat will die sooner, have more heart disease, or more likely to get cancer. And that takes a lot of data to prove. So what did this article published in the medical journal actually say, Dr. Forrest? Well, essentially what it said was that, you know, over the years we've developed guidelines, we've developed specific recommendations for eating less red meat uh, and also, you know, recommending against processed meat. And we've done that and said it was to improve health. And those recommendations, some of them have been out for years and years. And it turns out that there's uh, not any good statistically sound evidence to prove that that advice would actually help an individual prevent a heart attack or cancer or a major health problem. And according to the authors of the study, uh, you know, they looked at uh, just tons and tons of uh, data uh, over the years, uh, and they said the evidence is just really too weak to support 
you know, recommending to any one person uh, that they should not eat red meat. And part of this is due to the fact that a lot of the past studies, and this is true about any study on food, uh, that has showed health risk from red meat are observational, meaning you, you know, you look at how much red meat a large group of people eats, and then you look at the health problems and statistics associated with those people, and you're, what you're looking for is to see if they have more problems. And the difficulty with uh, observational studies is that they're not nearly as good as randomized controlled trials where, you know, you can test once for a single thing for an effect. That's, the, you know, for example, if they're going to get uh, a dr new drug approved, uh, that's the level of evidence that the FDA expects uh, to approve a new drug. They want double-blinded placebo-controlled trials where they've isolated the only difference between the two groups is just that medication, and they see, you know, does somebody do better or worse? And the problem with these observational studies is there's a lot of other things that can happen and that could be going on besides just, you know, specifically what people eat. There's a lot more information from this study coming up here on Access Health Radio, but right now it's time for the Access Health Tip of the Week. We'd uh, like to thank uh, WeCare for sponsoring the Tip of the Week. Uh, they provide great service, unmatched low prices, and even local free delivery. They're located in Apex. Their number at WeCare Pharmacy is 919-629-6010. And you can also look them up online at wecareofapex.com. Uh, they tend to price match uh, any of the local uh, competitors. Uh, and we've had really good service with them for our patients in the area. And our tip of the week this week is to, you know, consider all of the evidence on diets and health, not just one particular study or another. Uh, we know that diets like the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diets uh, have health benefits uh, and are associated with lower risk of disease. So, you know, don't take a single publication like this and decide you're just going to throw caution to the wind and eat whatever you want. That's that's important. Okay, thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to be talking about reasons why small increases in health risk have been seen in studies. And also, Dr. Forrest will have our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Welcome to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And today we're talking about red meat. Maybe it's not such a bad thing after all, coming up straight ahead. Uh, but first of all, uh, Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show or they want to find out information about your practice in Apex, how can they go about getting that? Well, if listeners want to send some general non-emergent questions and possibly even have that question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information preferably. If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or they can call the office at 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. And if after the show they have a family member or a friend that they want to hear the show but that missed it, they can have them uh, go to WPTF.com and listen to an on-demand podcast of the show. We also always have links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com as well. 
So, Dr. Forrest, we're talking today about the results of this peer review study looking at a lot of different, I think you, you said over 60 studies that have been done over the past few years. And what it's showing is that there's really very weak evidence that links red meat to health problems. So why have some of these uh, studies uh, continued to purport that red meat is a big problem? You know, well, with, with diets, one of the things to consider is that we typically don't eat just one thing, right? You know, nobody lives on just red meat generally. So, you know, think about it this way. If someone's eating a burger, they might also be more likely to have French fries and a soda at the same time. In other words, even if it's not the red meat that is a problem, it might be that people that consume red meat or are consuming most of the red meat also eat more fast food. Maybe those same people eat more fried food and more sugar because, you know, their overall diet habits might not be good. So we might see health patterns and, and risks that are greater in that group that's a very small increase, but it may be because of other things in their diet. So look at it this way. If we had a group of 10 people, most of them have probably in their lives heard that they should eat less red meat. Yet, probably five of those ten people ignore it, that advice, and they eat hamburgers and steak all the time. So those five people, they may ignore other health advice. Like those same people may say, well, I don't care. I, you know, I eat red meat. I'm going to smoke. Uh, I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to worry about eating healthy food. I, you know, I'm never going to eat any lettuce, you know. So uh, when studies look at thousands and thousands of people, you may see a slight increased risk in heart disease or something like that in the people that look like they eat more red meat. But it could be partly because those people are also less likely to be doing healthy things like eating healthy foods that we know reduce risk. Uh, for example, we know that a high-fiber diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables actually reduces risk for lots of diseases. There's a good chance that the same person that is eating that hamburger also might be uh, rarely eating kale or broccoli. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bet on it, but, but I'm just saying that okay. there, there's a good chance that the same person that is that is eating a lot of red meat, maybe they're somebody who just eats what they want. They're not trying to eat for health, so they're also not putting into their diet those healthy things. Like we know kale is a really healthy vegetable, but a lot of people really don't like it. Nobody know? really likes that's, kale. You do know right. that, right? That's right. <laughs> So, uh, you know, even if, uh, you know, and even if that was only true for 10% of the people in these studies on red meat where they were just eating bad in general, it wasn't just the red meat, but they didn't eat any vegetables, uh, that might be enough to explain that increased disease risk that we see in those populations. And it may be the reason that, although these studies are saying that for any one individual, it doesn't look like there's really a cause and effect, uh, that sometimes you have had reports come out that say, well, you know, in this population, in this country or this state, there was a group of people that, you know, it looked like they ate more red meat and they had more disease. So they're sort of calling it a, a causal effect when it may mm -hmm. in fact be that there's other things about that group of people. You know, maybe they weigh more. Maybe they exercise less. Maybe they, you know, just eat more fast food. So there's a lot of other things that can go along with that. And so I think that's the reason we've had uh, some some studies maybe that have shown some increased uh, chances of disease. It might actually be from what we call confounders or other things associated with their diet. 
Well, I think you're you're bringing up a really good point there, Doc. That it it was sort of the easy answer to the easy uh, result to come to. Oh, th- these folks eat burgers, therefore, and they're not as healthy, therefore, there's the link. But that's uh, apparently uh, that is not the case when you look at it, you know, upon closer examination. And I have to tell you, for my own benefit, that that's quite a relief because I might feel just a little less guilty now when I eat that steak or burger. And I have been known to eat <laughs> a steak or a burger upon occasion. Well, I think that's probably the good way to look at it. You know, uh, doctors, including myself, are almost always going to recommend a balanced diet. And this new publication does not mean that you should just eat everything out there, regardless of what studies have shown. I think a more balanced way to look at it is this. If you generally are eating fruits and vegetables on a daily basis, and maybe most of your diet is Mediterranean or something like the DASH, then eating a steak or having a burger is not going to kill you. And you don't have to feel guilty about it being part of your diet, at least from a health perspective. Uh, And again, now, if you're opposed to beef for ethical or environmental reasons, uh, then you're free to make whatever choices you wish. But it turns out that having beef uh, this or red meat uh, or some of these processed meats may actually be part of a healthy diet. Uh, and if it is part of a healthy diet and you're eating other healthy foods, it may not be a problem by itself. Coming up straight ahead, we're going to summarize some of this key information that this new research on diet has. And of course, our Access Health Radio's trivia of the week. Well, it wouldn't be complete unless we had that. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I am Mike Davis. Lots of great information. We're going to summarize this in just a few minutes as we have been talking about a new study that has given me a great deal of relief about (laughs) eating red meat. Maybe it's not so bad after all, but we're going to talk about that more in just a minute, sort of summarize our key points for today. Right now, it's time for our trivia of the week, Doc. Well, the trivia today is going to be relevant to our show. And, you know, despite the advice that people have been getting for years about red meat, people are still eating it. In fact, you might be surprised to know that the average American still eats about four and a half servings of red meat every week, according to the Centers for Disease Control. And it turns out that 10% of the people in the United States eat at least two servings per day of red meat. Well, I'm not among that group, uh, <laughs> although I could see myself there. I there really could. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I do have my, um, I do have my own uh, amount of red meat each week, and it's a good, healthy amount, I could say, if I could uh, use that term. So, Doc, what are some of the keys you want folks to take away from today's show about red meat not quite being the villain that it's been made out to be? Well, you know, first, there is more to a healthy diet than what type of meat you eat or don't eat. Uh, You know, we know that eating a variety of fruits and vegetables high in fiber has health benefits. We know that the DASH diet, for example, can actually reduce blood pressure as much as a single medication. So rather than focusing on what we should not be eating, we need to think about trying to eat things that we know are good for us. Um, Second, any one particular food type is unlikely to cause health problems if 
it's just part of a healthy, well-balanced diet. So, you know, even drinking too much water can be fatal. So everything in moderation, I'm sure people have heard that, you know, maybe from their moms like I have or, or whatever, uh, but maybe that's been good advice. Now, I would say except kale. Kale is the one thing you can just eat all you want, right? Yeah, but that, that's the trick. All you want. There you go. I don't want very much. There you go. But uh, but I think that everything in moderation is uh, is really good advice. And, you know, lastly, and, and we haven't really mentioned this so far in the show, but follow recommendations from your personal physician about the diet that is right for your health. The same diet is not right for everyone. In fact, carrots are bad for some people. Hmm. Uh, so it is important that you make uh, individual decisions about what you eat and how it affects your health. And there are actually lab tests that your doctor can do that help determine what the best diet for your individual health might be. You know, we recommend different diets for each of our patients. They're individualized. You know, we give them a, a custom amount of carbs and calories and the whole works for our patients. And, and that's based on them personally, you know, looking at their health, looking at the lab tests they've done. Uh, and so it's specifically designed for them. So there's not a one size fits all diet for everybody. You know, even the Mediterranean diet, which sort of generally is good for people, or the DASH diet, which, you know, is good for weight loss and lowers blood pressure, uh, you know, there's not one diet that's right for everybody. So it's important that, you know, along with the general advice that you get or the recommendations that you see, that you talk with your personal physician about, you know, your metabolism, your body, and what the best types of foods are for you. Because I know, you know, in my own practice, I certainly give different recommendations to different patients based on, on their personal health. Uh, Dr. Forrest, a few weeks ago, you mentioned a, uh, a website and I believe an app that folks could use uh, to help them find the best price for their medications. And I think you had some uh, an update on that. Yes. Yeah, so we, we've mentioned lots of websites and apps on the show before. In fact, we had a, a show specifically about some of the best medical apps. And one of the ones that uh, we've had people using a lot, both our patients and other folks, uh, is called AHD space rx so it's just ahdrx when people are searching for that app on on itunes or on the google play store they just type in the letters ahd and then leave a space and then you know just rx uh, and what it's been doing is it's been dramatically reducing people's prescription drug prices uh, they've been earning like rewards points that they can use on other things uh, so it's been working really, really well for us since the app got up. And the, the website is also has even more information on different disease conditions. Uh, you can find almost any disease on there and learn about it or the medications for it. So, uh, yeah, that uh, has been very successful, and I think people are, are really starting to take advantage of that. That's all the time we have for this week, Dr. Forrest. Well, our scripture of the week this week comes from Proverbs twenty five twenty seven. It is not good to eat too much honey nor is it honorable to search out matters that are too deep. Thanks again for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.